Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the KT Temple Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, KT Temple, and I am here, as always, with my dad, Kent Temple. How you well, doing, man? I was man? good. I'm, I'm not happy right now because uh, today's guest has got, like, the radio voice, you know, and he's it, going to sound so much better than we are. So I'm, I might just sit here and pout the whole time. <laughs> well, and that is a lead into the awesome guest we have today. We have Craig Goodlift, the founder and CEO of Cyberbacker. Craig, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. So, radio voice, Kent. I don't know about that one, man. I don't at know. Least I at least I didn't say you have that. You have a face for radio. That would have been mean. No. So, <laughs> so we brought Craig on today uh, to talk about Cyberbacker. Uh, and Cyberbacker is a virtual assistant company. And uh, before we get you know, into the questions on how to best utilize it, Craig, would you tell us kind of how this company got started? Uh, what gave you the idea? And, and how did you build this thing? Man, I would love to tell you, I sat down and wrote out a business plan and I did everything right. Yeah, that's not it. This is simply a um, little over 10 years ago in 2012, I put an ad online and I was looking for someone to delete and repost Craigslist ads because I found that was a fantastic form of lead generation. And I hired Daphne and she applied from the Philippines. I'm a Philippines. How's that going to work? Uh, but we made it work and brought tunnel leads, a lot of consistency. And then we hired someone else to do seller reports because no one wanted to do that. But every week we felt the responsibility of telling our sellers, here's what we're doing to sell your property. And those two things led to it just growing and we had a great real estate company that sold a lot of houses and I had a friend once reach out because I, I've been a real estate coach for a minute and she also was, and she said, Hey, reach coaching about the same number of people right now. I was coaching 67 people, 30 minutes every week. And she says, but also you're selling, our team was selling 200 homes that year. And she said, and you have a group program. And she said, but that's not what I'm jealous of. You have nights and weekends available. I said, yes, I do. She says, how in the world do you do that? And I said, I got a great assistant. And she said, how do I get a great assistant? And I just happened upon someone I was in communication with. And I said, I'll just, we'll figure out how to put this together. And she goes, I don't have time to train. And I'm like, well, let me see if I can figure out training. And we did. And it worked great. And she's like, I'm saving 20 hours a week. I'm like, awesome. She goes, I have nights and weekends back. Fantastic. So uh, another coach reaches out and I'm like, hey, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Um, but I couldn't say no because when someone needs help, like I know what it's like to work ridiculous hours and feel like you need help. I uh, decided to help him. And then I had someone reach out and said, hey, will you do this for all the MAPS coaches? And originally that's all Cyberbacker was going to be. Four coaches, someone running your back end, like an assistant. Uh, the problem is... You have a lot of great real estate coaches that are also have this entrepreneurial spirit and they go ahead and go, well, what else can we do? And so if you would have contacted us in the first six months of Cyberbacker's existence for a transaction coordinator, we'd say, can't help you. Sorry, we don't do that. But we look up and we already have coaches doing it. So we said, okay, well, let's just see who else we can help. And then fast forward, we start branching out into other areas outside of real estate helping small business owners and we just decided to let this thing get as big as it can and that's kind of how it started and that's what got us where we're at right now that's awesome man it's funny that you started it with craigslist so when i got into real estate i was it was my after school gig with them <laughs> at their office and my job at 17 was editing and editing their their craigslist ads for them 
So oh, that's yeah. KT, it was, yep, it was the was... same year that he started. That's basically the exact same time that, that you that just shows you where real estate was at that point. Craigslist was a thing for about yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That so, was a market moment. So why should when when is it time for somebody to reach out to you, Craig, and say, hey, I'm ready for a virtual assistant? Well, to be fair, this isn't for everybody. Um, some people have a very physically based business and working to convert someone to go digital. Um, I've, I've worked with people in the past where it just it's hard for them. They like to have someone right there scanning files, working paperless. It's not their thing. Um, so that one's it's not for everybody. You've got to decide how much of what you do is virtual. And if you want to know how you can test, um, can you go a month? and still work without going into your physical location. And COVID was the ultimate determiner for people. Are you ready to go virtual and are you ready to go digital? Because it forced a lot of people to do that. Uh, but for me, you know it's time when you go ahead and you look at how you're spending and investing your time and you're doing things that are not the highest and best use of your time. So for me personally, I was like, you go way back when I was writing my own call lists every day, going through and scrubbing, who I was going to call, and then I'd go to lunch, and then I'd have amnesia, and then I'd come back and wonder what the heck I'm going to do with the rest of my day, and then I'd go home, and then I'd wake up the next day, and I'd build another call list of people I didn't call, because you, you put the mental work into building a call list and just deciding who you're going to call, and by the time that's done, you just don't have time, or you don't have the desire to call because you've been doing something else. When I had someone else building that call list for me, and saying, okay, here's who you need to call, and oh, by the way, here's their notes, um, I was fantastic at it and staying on the phone and making calls. That was kind of my thing for a little while. And then I went ahead and just applied it to coaching. And yeah, so, that's something we definitely learn. And like when you're reading the one thing, Gary Keller's yeah. book, your willpower is not infinite. I mean, you have a finite amount of willpower that you can deal with and just building out a call list and then having to actually do it is tough for a lot of people. So I imagine that's incredibly valuable to you. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds like you should be able to do that. Yeah. I could, and I learned that about myself. But once I went ahead and I had someone else building that because it wasn't the highest and best use of my time, um, it went away. Now I've got, I've got Jen, who's with me all the time, my wonderful cyber backer. She's right here on my desk. Here's Jen. Everyone say hi, hi Jen. Jen. And it's, if I tell you guys, if I tell Kent here, I'm going to do something for you, Jen's my promise keeper. And as long as I go ahead and I'm, meeting and talking to someone and I tell them I'm going to do something and I follow through, I feel pretty good, but I feel this extreme amount of guilt. If I tell someone that I'm going to do something and I don't follow through and just having someone who's my promise keeper, who's going to help me decide who I'm talking to that day and what I'm doing and how we're using my time most efficient. That's life-changing. And so for some people you're like, I need that. I mean, you're there. And from there, it's all on your business plan. Um, for me, I don't, I know social media is a big thing. I know I'm not the best person at it. We've got people who help with that. So I can't take any credit for that one. <laughs> so when I am, so I figured out, all right, I, I, I'm capable of handling a virtual assistant. I don't need somebody physically. Yeah. What is the process? Am I, am I telling you what I need somebody to do? Is somebody walking me through that, asking questions? How do I decide who the right virtual assistant is for me? Well, so we've got a team called our growth backer team and they specialize in helping businesses grow and they ask a series of questions to go ahead and help uncover what's going to go ahead and maximize your efficiency. 
And that's different because a lot of other places, they kind of have this menu where you show up and it's like, okay, we have a transaction coordinator on the menu. We have a listing manager on the menu. What would you like to order today? And what we've learned is a lot of businesses are not set up like that because if you're looking for a transaction coordinator and you do 10 deals a month, that's different than a transaction coordinator who is going to do 50 deals a month. And so building and scale and everything, it's not something people look at. So you meet with a growth backer and they're basically going to ask you questions about your business and diagnose, here's probably who can help you the best. And they put that together and that's the start. And then after that, we go ahead and we find, we get about, on average, KT, we get about 20,000 applicants per week. For single to week. become a cyber backer or to receive yeah, a cyber backer? To be a cyber And where are they located? Wow. Philippines, most of them. So majority, we have a physical location in the Philippines. We have a hub where people can go in and work. Um, we have billboards that are right outside call centers where people are already working at graveyard shifts, speaking with people in the United States. And we just ask them if they want to work from home and make a little bit more money doing it, which is pretty affordable for us. But we'll get about 20,000 applicants a week. Unfortunately, we can only, and we really can only find about 5,000 worth interviewing per week. And then we'll narrow it down through a series of interviews and things like that to where we'll end up hiring less than 100 out of that original 20,000. So, Kirk, I want to I want to give you, and, and guys, I'm, I'm not paid to do this. We don't take advertising here yet. Um, it freaked me out with, with my when I first started hearing about about Cyberbacker and Philippines, and I'm going, "That's insane. That that makes no sense to me." And it is seamless. Um, their their English is better than my redneck lots of times. So it's it, it, it just. I mean, I just want to put that out there just so that people don't run away from it just because of that one thing. Yeah. Yeah, it freaked me out too. I thought, I'm hiring someone from the Philippines. Where is the Philippines? Why am I doing that? And then I learned later, Philippines is actually part of the United States for a little while. Six different dialects, but they all learn, they all learn English in kindergarten. And they just, I mean, there are people that are dramatic, I think significantly smarter than I am. I have no problem admitting that. They were just born somewhere else. There's not as many opportunities for them as there are here where, where we come from. And so creating opportunities for people like that who are smart, hardworking, kind, friendly. I can't say enough great things about our wonderful associates there. But, I mean, that's it. Yeah, if you had told me 10 years ago this is going to be a business, I'd say, no way. Peter, Craig, go back. And why is it years before that? I don't know exactly when you got your license, but my wife got her license in 98. And the ultimate, your Mm -hmm. biggest goal then was if she had a full-time assistant, she was at the top of the real estate business. And then, then she went oh, yeah. to Keller Williams and, and I joined because you had this, this concept of a team. But it, at that point, it was just a concept. And so the things that you're talking about having people do, everybody did them for their self up until oh, yeah. you know, till you got to 2010. You just were on the front end of the next thing that was coming in there in this evolution that happened really, really fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you look at teams right now selling a thousand homes a year and you go back to 1998. I got my license in 2003. That was unheard of. You'd say for for the brokerage, like for every agent in the office, no, the team. And you're going, what? So, yeah, it's fascinating how how it just poured gas on things accelerated when you hired great people and great leverage. What are the uh, people doing differently that are doing this at a high level? So I get a virtual assistant and, you know, I want to be as successful as possible with that person. What, what does that look like? 
for me personally, I think your most important piece of leverage is yourself. There's the things we all have the responsibilities that we have to do every day, but they don't have to be done by us. And if I were going to go ahead and say, what's the one thing that's going to be life-changing for you? Having a personal assistant and just going through your schedule and saying, okay, here's the things they're going to do and here's what I'm going to do. And for me, we have a successful day. If the only time I have to touch my computer is to go ahead and log into you know, something like Zoom or like this for us to have a conversation. But a lot of the email, I just, she knows how I'm going to respond. We talk through it and she replies to an email and it has better punctuation and grammar than mine, you know, and, but you are your own best piece of leverage is giving you the most free time to focus on what's most important. The second most, I'd really, really strongly tell everybody to look at what you're spending most of your time on. Cause it's probably your best source for lead generation. If you love YouTube, Build a strategy to go ahead and generate business on YouTube. If you love Facebook, if you love Instagram, whatever that is, build your strategy where you already are. And like, I'm, I'm a little bit more of an Instagram user now, but for a while, being big on Facebook, I bought this wedding venue next door here. I've owned it for about a year now. The previous owners, their best year from what we can tell, they had 87 events, um, primarily weddings. Last year, my first year, we had over 180 and we booked over 240. And the big hire that changed everything was someone on social media who, when someone was changing their status to engaged within a 25 mile radius, made sure they were constantly seeing ads. And that's what went ahead and just more than doubled that business. And if someone were going to do that again, because we're helping other venues, that's about an $18,000 a year investment. That's all you're paying that person, plus some ad spend. But I mean, it was relatively inexpensive and the return on investment is colossal. That's the same thing for your real estate business. Wherever you plug in, wherever that you're saying, okay, this is where I spend my time and this is what would get me, you probably want to hire for it. If you're someone that just, hey, if you want me to list my house, call me, let's have a conversation about it, then you probably want someone to make phone calls for you. And you don't realize it until you start trying to manage more than one social media platform at a time and trying to do it at a high level. But it yeah. is a time suck going from the Facebook post to the Instagram reel, the TikTok video. I mean, if you're trying to do all of them at a high level, you need that full-time person to really help you with those things. So just those minor tasks to help you out with. So well, it's, what it's, I, get to stay up on changes because when yeah. Facebook and Instagram make changes and your content's no longer visible, that's, it's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. I teach the internet lead generation class for here around the Carolinas. And I'm the only one that teaches it because no one wants to stay up to date with that stuff. Because <laughs> the class changes every three, four months. You never know oh, what's going to happen with it. Yeah, you got security in that. Like right yeah. now, no one else wants to learn it. You're good. So what else should we know? What else about the Cyberbacker program has been really, really important to you? Well, we've been, I mean, the number one thing is we're job creators. And we keep that first and foremost and, and helping small businesses because that's my background. That's my family. It's always been small business. Because I just learned that you guys opened this up past real estate offices, real estate agents. Yeah. You can now do this in other businesses as well. Anything that doesn't require a license or certification or a physical presence. And the physical presence is still kind of on the line because we've got telepresence robots. Like if you go over to the venue and you want to just pop in for a tour, you're going to be greeted by a cyber backer on a telepresence robot that they can drive from their keyboard in the Philippines and they can take you around to talk to you. And if you like 
need something and they have to summon someone with a physical presence, they'll just call someone next door and they'll run over and you have that. But going ahead and finding someone who wants to sit in a venue and pay someone to just sit there, I mean, it's not going to earn a lot of income, but it's a historic building. And so we want to be able to show that. But basically, for the most part, what we tell people is if it doesn't require a license or certification or a physical presence, we can staff that. And we haven't found anyone yet that's been able to throw us something that doesn't meet those parameters that we haven't been able to do. Yeah, I, there's just very few things now that you absolutely have to be physical for it. I mean, if you just took out a pen and piece of paper and you just tried to write down everything you do on a computer, you would probably find two cyberbackers uh, full of work that could handle that much stuff. I mean, there's, there's just all these little tasks that take up your time. Well, the and what I hear from a lot of people is that they don't want to let go of it too. They don't trust. Do you find that a lot that, that people don't trust somebody else doing the thing that they've been doing? Yeah. I felt like we needed to have a, I don't trust other people doing it support group. And I felt like I could have been the chairperson because I never wanted to give it up. It just got to a point where I, I think we all go through these growth experiences, but I had one day in a class and I can remember I got 72 phone calls and I couldn't leave. And I thought I have to return all these calls tomorrow. And the next day I was having the same problem. And then I went ahead and went, can someone from the Philippines answer my phone? And that question turned into, yes, they can. And yes, they do. There's this thing that I, I'm going to tell you what, this is a life changer. Conditional call forwarding, where instead of going to voicemail, it transfers to another number and someone answers with a friendly voice. Because for me back then, if, if I had a sign out in front of someone's house, advertising call me, and I didn't answer the phone or what's worse. And I know people have experienced this where you call and it's the voicemail's full and cannot accept more messages at this time. Please try again later. Like that is so frustrating for people. And it's also frustrating to be that person and have that many calls to return and that many voicemails to listen to. And a lot of times people just want an answer. So when someone else answered my phone, that was life changing. I know for, so for you and I, I uh, you know, we have, we just found out but we have two different events coming up that him and I are participating in together. And yet we never once spoke to each other before this, somebody on his side and somebody on my side, put both of them together. And we've never, we've never even talked. And, and now here we are doing this. It's, yeah. it's, it's insane, but it's uh, and, and you know, KT's KT and I'm the OG KT. I'm the one that is slow adapting on, on all this stuff. But the more I learned, the more it makes sense, because I've always said I'm the king of leverage. But when it comes to leverage, all my leverage is, is live in person. Oh, and by the way, it's a lot more expensive than the leverage that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the other thing about it, when we had a, a cyber backer when I was in leadership and you can say that you do a great job on the phone, but there are little things that you don't do in real life. For example, when somebody calls me, I'm not diligently taking notes. I should be. I really should be. But a lot of the time we're not. And when it's somebody's whole job to answer your phone, make sure you're getting exact notes of the conversation. You are now documenting processes that you are doing a good job of on your own. But somebody else is going to do a better job for that because they're going to take that very seriously where you do not. Oh, yeah. And that was just an easy place that I found a virtual assistant did way better than me at. Well, even on the outbound calls, if I was calling someone, they said, oh, it's my kid's birthday next week. I'd say, oh, happy birthday to your kid. And I would stop at that. But when I've got my assistant listening in, she's going, should we go on Amazon and send him something? 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice thing to do. And I wouldn't have thought about that without you suggesting it. And then them having the notes documented right into the CRM, because if I'm making if I'm making calls to a people that are important to me, like my database, and they're typing in notes about things important to them, the next time I call back, I have all those little things that we all think we type into the CRM, but none of us really do. <laughs> Where you document the birthdays, you document anniversaries, they're running a marathon, send them a message that day. Congratulate them. Yeah, I don't. But someone helps me do that. Dad, do you have any more questions for uh, well, Craig? I just like the fact that basically what Craig has is he has somebody that follows him around and picks up the pieces of the messes that he makes all day long. But all those messes that he makes are what creates the income that's fueling the life by design that he has. Yeah. Well, Craig, yeah. if somebody wants to get a virtual assistant, how would they go about uh, reaching out to your company? Cyberbacker.com is going to be the easiest way you can meet with someone. The bigger, more important thing, and the reason we do this, if you go to the Philippines, there's not a lot of things they have bringing income into that country. And when you look at a country's inability to go ahead and basically find goods or things that they can go ahead and sell, um, it keeps them where they're at economically. And we look at our big mission. If we can go ahead and staff 10% of all small businesses in the U.S., and create about 3.4 million jobs, that would create about $50 billion um, into the Philippines economy, where they would spend it locally, where they would be able to you know, buy goods locally, be able to hire people locally, and we'd be able to help that country move closer to a first world standard of living. And for me, that's like life-changing. That's something that I really want to be able to do with my life. I, I don't think that people should be penalized for being born somewhere uh, with less opportunities. And so... That's why we do what we do. We want to help. Craig, them. go into that real quick because that's probably yeah. one of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, pieces of bad information I hear about this. Is yeah. people find out how much this costs and they go, "That's messed up." Yeah. So, can you please explain to them the the difference in in what they're seeing versus versus what actually happens with that money? Well, so when you look at the gross national income per capita, there's I. You can go on Wikipedia, Google GNI, and it'll walk you through it. The average person in the Philippines, the GNI is about 3,800 per person. When you go, when you call in and you get someone from the call center, what I learned is starting pay at the call center is about 240 US dollars per month. And when we go ahead and we hire people, we, we pay them way better than that, way better than that. And, and that's so probably why you get so many applicants all the time trying to get this job is because it is a well-paying job in the Philippines. It's a well-paying job that also we, we built a profit share component, um, totally ripped it off from Gary Keller. Uh, love him for that, but it's built similar, which is also how we get so many applicants. But we've profit shared. Uh, our goal is to profit share 5 million a year, and that'll take 15,000 associates. Last year, we profit shared just shy of 600,000. And being able to do that, it's a five-year vesting period, and then they get that the rest of their life. And that helps them have retirement. That comes out to about $333.33 on average, which gets them to live at that average GNI income amount passively and being able to be retired. So they, you know, it's not going to be like the most lavish income, but they can still keep working if they want. But it's enough that they don't have to sacrifice their dignity to live off their friends and family and count on them for their quality of life. 
And that's that's why we do this. That's what we're doing. Plus, we have cyber capital. We loan them money to buy houses and cars, and we profit share the interest. That's awesome. Yeah, these are big things that we wow. want to solve for them. So it's a partnership. And if we can help small businesses and they can help us help them, this is a win-win all the way around. Well, Craig, I really appreciate your time, man. Guys, go to cyberbacker.com, schedule a consultation. Uh, it is really a phenomenal service. Uh, Craig, we thank you. Talk, hey, thanks Casey, for your time, I want to give a quick uh, a shameless plug here. If you enjoyed today and you happen to be going to Keller Williams Family Reunion on Sunday during Family Reunion at, I believe it's 345, I'm going to facilitate a panel. Craig's going to be on the panel, and we're going to do client conversations that make a difference in a shifting market. So if you happen to be there, we'd love for you to come spend uh, a little bit of time with us. Absolutely. Awesome. Guys, like and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks so much. Like the Instagram, like the Facebook, and y'all have a great day.